tip-off is up and won by the Beavers. And into the front court comes the 5'9 senior, Aaliyah Goodman, averaging 16 points per game, the top scorer, in the seventh sc- uh, top scorer for Oregon State and the seventh leading scorer in the Pac-12 conference. Quickly a pass inside as they look for Taylor Jones. She misses the layup and the rebound ripped down by Andy Torres. And here comes Utah the other way. Brenna Maxwell moves it right wing to Kemri Martin, coming off a career-high 25 points against Arizona State back last Sunday. She'll swing it up top to Drew Gilton. Gilton, the top assister in the Pac-12 conference, goes right side to Brenna Maxwell. Brenna will drive, go inside to Peyton McFarland. She missed the runner, and two quick shots on the inside by the post players. Both of them fall off, rebound pulled down by Oregon State. Here's Sasha Goforth, the freshman in the front court, goes back inside to Taylor Jones. She'll fade from the bucket and hit. It's got to be good for Taylor Jones to see that one go in. She was just one of ten the last time these two teams met. She puts Oregon State on the board. She's one of three starters on this Oregon State team, averaging in double digits. Uh, so you have to put some pressure on her when she catches the ball. Camry Martins' first shot from the free throw line is in and out. Rebound pulled down by Taya Corasdale and ahead to Aaliyah Goodman. 2 nothing lead for Oregon State. We're underway here. In Salt Lake City, Goodman goes left side to Sasha Goforth. She'll pump fake, then look on the inside, take a couple of dribbles, drive on Kemri Martin. She'll scoop layup. That one's going to be no good, but they're going to call a foul. And that's something to look out for as well. Sasha Goforth, very good at getting herself to the free throw line the last time these two teams met back at the beginning of the season, December 8th to be exact, went to the line 11 times, and she's so, so good at being able to contort her body into a foul. I'm going to get to my point because I got one. But happy birthday to Sasha Goforth. Today is her birthday. (laughs) Awesome. My point being, though, Oregon State only attempted four free throws against Colorado last game, and they all came from Aaliyah Goodman. So Colorado really took them out of what they want to do, which is find a way into the paint, find a way to score from the inside, or get to the free throw line. Goforth does go 0 for 2 from the line, but the ball goes out of bounds off Peyton McFarland, and it'll go back to Oregon State. Missed opportunity there for Utah. So Oregon State regains possession as the inbounds pass is is tipped away going to be off Brenna Maxwell. Substitution for Utah. Early substitution. Lola Pindande will check in to try to defend Taylor Jones as Oregon State's looked at her twice in a row. Aaliyah Goodman spots from the right side. Knocks it down. No surprise whatsoever. She's number one in the Pac-12. Amanda, number two in the country from the three-point line. She knocks it down from the right wing. That's why this Oregon State team, we talked about it before the game actually started. They're so dangerous offensively because they can find a way to facilitate and get into the paint or they can knock it down from the outside. First in the Pac-12 and three-point percentage at 40%. 5 nothing the lead for Oregon State. Here's a 17-footer taken by Lola Pindande. Hits the backboard and then falls in and out. And it's going to be tapped out of bounds off Utah back to Oregon State. A 5 nothing lead for the Beavers as Aaliyah Goodman heads into the front court. Thinks about the three, takes the three, hits the three. Right in the face of Drew Gilton. What a shot there by the senior Aaliyah Goodman. Making it look easy. 8 nothing lead for Oregon State. Here's the quick tr- uh, pass on the inside as Lola Pendande catches from uh, Andy Torres. She's going to be fouled by Taylor Jones, and we'll go to the free throw line. I think that one of the reasons that Utah has been successful of getting the ball inside so early in the game is that quick ball movement. They're passing the ball on the outside. They're touching the high post and forcing Oregon's defense to have to make decisions of, am I going to come out higher or am I going to collapse? 
Free throws presented today by Woodside Homes, proud sponsor of Utah Athletics. It's what's inside that counts. Smart and seamless healthy living solutions designed to help you take care of what matters most. Visit woodsidehomes.com today. First free throw is good for Lola Pendande. Second one is good as well. Nice to see Lola get a couple of falls. She struggled from the free throw line this year, just 43% from the line coming in. She puts Utah on the board. 8-2, to two, the lead for Oregon State as Aaliyah Goodman heads into the front court. Aaliyah Picks up her dribble. She's about 10 feet away and was left open and scored. She scored eight straight points for Oregon State, and she can score in bunches. Drew Gilton comes into the front court. It's going to call it. They're going to call an over and back as Drew ran into Lola Pendande. Pendande kicked it in the back court. It was picked up by Andy Torres, but that is a back court violation. Turnover Utah. Back to Oregon State. Defensively, though, there has to be more pressure and communication on Goodman right now because she's kind of doing whatever she wants when she touches the ball. She's got eight of their ten points for someone else to put some points on the board. Ellie Mack hands up top to Aaliyah Goodman. She will drive on Drew. Go right into her, go right around her, and score. Right now, unfortunately, Drew Gilt is getting beat off the dribble every time on, on Aaliyah Goodman. Quickly ahead, Utah will push. Drew will hand off to Camry Martin. She missed it. Offensive rebound, Lola. She'll kick it outside to Andy Torres. Triple from the right wing is no good. Rebound, Oregon State. She uh, Go forth. We'll push. We'll float. We'll miss. Rebound, Andy. 12-2, the lead for Oregon State. Under seven minutes to go first quarter. Drew Gilton pushes ahead to Lola Pendande. One big hop step. She's going to be fouled and will go to the line. I don't, frankly, Amanda, I don't know what Lola was doing. But what she did do is she... Got the second foul call on Taylor Jones. So, yes, we will probably see a substitution for Jones now from Oregon State. That being said, on the entry pass, I don't know why she took a dribble. I would have loved to see her just catch it in transition and go up with it because instead of having to earn your points now at the free throw line, you get an easy bucket uh, from the block. That being said, I want to talk about Aaliyah Goodman right now. We see Drew Gilton check out of the game and Kennedy McQueen check in for her. Aaliyah Goodman is pretty much playing one-on-one basketball yep. with her defender right now because she's like, I can beat you off the dribble. So until someone proves that they can slide with her and stay with her, she's just going to keep driving to the basket. Lola's first free throw is good. Second one falls short, and the rebound pulled down by Tia Corsdale. 12 to 3, the lead for Oregon State. A great start offensively for the Beavers. They're 5 of 7 from the floor. Aaliyah Goodman will drive to the left side, go right side to Corsdale. Spot for three. That one was down, then popped out. Rebound Lola Pendande ahead to Andy Torres. Now to Kemri Martin, again coming off her career high, 25 points. Trots into the front court on the right wing. She moves to the left, now goes right side to Andy, swings it right side to the freshman, Kennedy McQueen, who's checked in for Utah. She'll bounce pass inside to Lola. She'll pump fake, then drive, fake from the bucket, and hit it right over uh, Yelena Mitrovic. And the uh, first field goal for Utah comes almost four minutes into the game. It's now 12-5, Oregon State with the lead. Here's Aaliyah Goodman, swinging it left side to Ellie Mack, lobbing it up top. As Mitrovic missed the layup, gets her own rebound and scores. That was a beautiful pass from Ellie Mack. Unfortunately for Ellie, the uh, the layup was missed, but Mitrovic able to grab it and go right back up and in for two more. Camry Martin will quickly score the other way as she drove to the right side and floated it up from the baseline. 14-7. Aliyah Goodman to the front court has 10 points for Oregon State already. Drives to her left, gets, uh, left, gets double teamed, gets it stripped. And a fight for the ball right now is it's going to be a jump ball. It's going to be a turnover 
by Oregon State back to Utah. I will say that the pace of this game right now is incredibly fast. It's picked up for sure in a substitution again for Utah as Kelsey Reese is going to check in for Lola Pendande. Already the third post that we will see in this ballgame for Utah. And also checking in for Oregon State to Leah Van Olofen is just been terrific so far in her first three games. The freshman for Oregon State uh, was ranked coming into this one. Uh, 14th in the nation in 2021. So nice to see her on the floor. Here's a triple up and good for Brenna Maxwell. They actually called it a two. So we'll see if that gets reviewed. 14 to 9 the score. Right side, Ellie Mack will drive. Spot from 15 and hit. That was too easy. Oh Ellie, my gosh. Ellie Mack has been on a roll as of late. Um, 10 of her last 14 from the field, 6 of her last 7 from the three point line. You cannot leave her that open. Kemri Martin will try to force a shot while fading away from, uh, from the bucket to her left side. She missed it. Rebound Oregon State. Here's the freshman Van Olofen, and she's going to be tra- uh, she's going to be called for a travel. And that pace, Amanda, you talked about the pace. It's definitely going at a rapid pace here. Is the first uh, in the first five minutes and 24 seconds. The timeout has been called. This first half presented in part by Bud Light. Hey, youth basketball fans, remember the game days are best enjoyed with a crisp Bud Light. Bud Light crisp. Please drink responsibly. The Beavers on top of Utah, 16 to nine. 436 to play first quarter. This is Utah Basketball from Learfield IMG College. First quarter, CR England's one initiative to fight childhood hunger will be to feed one child here in Utah for every single point the youth score this season. So far today, the youths have scored nine points, which means CR England will feed nine children. All right, Amanda, we talked about the pace. This pace has been fantastic. 16 to 9, the score. Just a seven point game right now. Uh, but I think when we talk about the quickness of the pace of this game, well, there hasn't also been very much stoppage. Look right. at the turnover number, Oregon State with just two turnovers, and then Utah, a point of focus for them throughout this entire season with just one, a team that is averaging 20 a game. Left side, Brenna Maxwell's open for three, and she shorted it. Rebound Ellie Mack for Oregon State. 420 to play first quarter. That's a good look for Brenna as her parents are seeing their first live action of the season. You talked about how Brenna's or about how parents have attended every single game. Brenna's parents were the ones that attended every single yeah. game. No matter where the game was being played, they were there. So good for them to be back in the stands. Aaliyah Goodman has it on the left wing, goes up top to Van Olofen. She looks on the inside to Mitrovic. Mitrovic has Kelsey Reese and she spins to her left, but she missed it. Rebound pulled down by Reese. She gets it ahead to Kennedy McQueen, now Brenna Maxwell. She's open for three, good look. That one's perfect. Three. Tell you what, it's almost automatic. Yeah, I knew as soon as that ball left her hand, it was nothing but net. Sure enough, it was. 16-12, to 12, the lead for Oregon State, and Brenna Maxwell gets her first triple of the game. She comes off, or she had a career high, 34 the last time these two teams met. Here's a triple left wing by Aaliyah Goodman, and she missed it. Finally, she's cooling off a little bit. Rebound pulled down by Brenna Maxwell. Here's Kemri Martin. Drives the basket. Floats for two hits. Boy, did you see how fast Kemri Martin accelerated the basket? That was beautiful. And it's worth noting that the floater that she put up, I love the awareness from her because she had a 6'9 Mitrovic in the center ready to step out and extend that arm, and instead she floats it up for two. The freshman, Van Olofen, able to knock it down. Such a strange year that we're seeing high school students that shouldn't be graduating until May, graduating early and being eligible to play basketball half a season early. It's nice to see as Van Olaf and able to get that one to fall. 
Utah with possession. Kennedy McQueen, free throw line jumper. That was long. Rebound Ellie Mack. Ahead to Van Olhoff, and she'll push, and wide open is Jasmine Simmons, and she floats to the basket and scores. 20-14, to 14, the lead for the Beavers. Oregon State right now, every time they have positioned the ball, they are looking to push up the court. They're not dribbling it up and trying to set up some sort of offense. They're first looking to push in transition and score, and then if they have to, set up a set. Kennedy McQueen will drive in the paint. She's going to be whistled for a travel, and it'll be a turnover. It'll go back to the Beavers. Substitutions as Naya Becker has checked in for Utah, along with Drew Gilton. I do want to mention, though, Tyson, that the Beavers right now, they've got 12 of their 20 points from inside the paint. I would love to see some more defensive intensity and force them to shoot from the outside. As Ben Holoffen shoots it from the outside, that one rattles in and out, and Utah secures the rebound. Ola Makirat has it. Dribbles to her left. Hands off to Drew. Quick hand off to Kelsey Reese. Here's Kennedy McQueen. She pump fakes in the right wing. Goes left side back to Ola. She'll swing it to the corner to Nia Becker. She dribbles back up top then goes back left side to Drew. She'll lob inside to Ola. Get double teamed on that uh, on that zone defense. And there to meet her is the 6'9", Yelena Mitrovic. And she swats that one really easily. Didn't even have to leave her feet on that one. Rebound secured by Oregon State. 20 to 14, the Beavers on top by six here in the first quarter. The freshman Van Olhoffen goes up top to Ellie Mack. She lobs inside the Mitrovic and she overthrew her. That's going to be a turnover by Oregon State back to Utah. The look was there though for Oregon State, and that is what they continue to do is get those touches to Mitrovic on the inside because she's so much taller than any other player on the floor. So if you're Utah, I would love to see Kelsey Reese fronting her and then trusting that one of her teammates is going to be their help side once that entry pass is made. Drew Gilton gets it inside to Kelsey Reese, and she's able to hook it over the 6'9", Mitrovic. Great play there by Kelsey Reese as she gets her first two of the ballgame, 20-16, the lead for Oregon State. They did not give Drew Gilton an assist on that one. There's only one, the one a dribble that was taken. Either way, Oregon State has possession. In the corner is Jasmine Sibbins, lobbed inside Dimitrovic, and it's stripped and taken away by Kelsey Reese. Drew Gilton into the front court. Left side of Nia Becker, open in the corner. Triple up. That one's long, and rebound pulled down by uh, Talia Van Olhoffen. And she'll walk into the front court. Nia Becker has struggled from the three-point line so far this year, just 26%. But what's crazy, Amanda? She's number one on the team in two-pointers, two-point percentage. So although she's second to last on the team in in three-point percentage, she's number one on the team in two-point percentage. As a stoppage of play on the floor as Nia Becker will be whistled for a a reach-in foul. Brings in some substitutions for the Beavers. As it's the first time we'll see Yovana Subbanov. Wow, I I know how to say her name, I promise. (laughs) Jovana Subasic has checked in for Oregon State. The 6'4 senior from Serbia. On the left side, here's Taya Korsdale. Goes right wing to the freshman. Van Olhoffen spots it, knocks it down over the other freshman, Kennedy McQueen. Boy, I love the confidence that Talia Van Olhoffen has in her game. The floater by Drew Gilton the other way at the buzzer is no good. And that will end the first quarter. 23-16. to The Beavers on top after 10 minutes of play. This first half presented in part by Larry H. Miller, deal- uh, Miller Dealerships. Need a car? Visit LHMauto.com. It's as easy as click it, get it, drive it. Larry H. Miller, Miller Dealerships. <laughs> Larry H. Miller Dealerships. There you go. There driven you go. by you. <laughs> we'll take a break and come back with more. This is Utah Basketball from Learfield IMG College.
23-16, the lead for the Oregon State Beavers. The Beavers shoot 59% in that first quarter, uh, and the Utes shoot 35%. It's a, uh, Amanda, looking at those stats, it's kind of surprising that Utah's only within three possessions yep. after those numbers, after looking at those numbers. Aliyah Goodman leading right now in scoring for Oregon State. She has 10 points. If you remember, she had eight of the team's very first 10 points, and she has pulled off a little bit. But every time she touches the ball, it's so interesting to me to watch her because she catches, and her first instinct is, how can I score? She tries a one-on-one, -on -one, maybe combo move against Utah, and then if it's not there, she passes it out. And I think that that is such elite play from your point guard. I love the way that she plays. Both teams right now doing a really good job of taking care of the ball as well, which is why when we talk about the quick pace of this game, well, there hasn't been much stoppage as a foul is <laughs> called on the floor. Right on cue. A foul called on Utah. They'll whistle that one on Camry Martin, and it will be Oregon State basketball. This first half presented apart by Redbox. Redbox has new movies at the box and streaming on demand. Visit redbox.com for all the ways to watch. On the right side, the freshman Van Olhoff, and I have loved her confidence so far. And she pump fakes the pick and roll with Subasic, and she, mi she missed it. The rebound pulled down by Utah, but that was a beautiful pass right there from the freshman. Into the front court, Drew Gilton moves it up top to Lola Pindande. Back to Drew. Drew didn't get an assist in that first half, even though she did, but it's all right. Left side back to Naya Becker. Becker's looking straight away, goes up top to Drew. Not a lot of movement there. Drew Gilton will drive. Pick and roll with Lola Pindande. Drew in the paint, fades from five feet out, and is able to stick it for two. 23-18, good smart decision there by Drew Gilton as she found herself wide open from that second hash mark on the right block. Right side, the freshman Van Olafen goes left side to the other freshman. That's go for it. She pump fakes, and they're going to call a travel on the drive, so it will be a turnover back to the Utah Utes. I do want to talk about the last possession from Utah, though, because that is a play that we don't see very often from Drew Gilton. A little spin move into a jump shot in the mid-range. Nice to see Drew get on the board. She knocks down her first field goal. Left side's Nia Becker up top to Drew. Steps back for the three. Knocks it down over Sasha Goforth. Great double screen set there by Lola Pendande. Initially to her right. Drew went back to her left, set another screen, then stepped back, then knocked it down. 23-21. The freshman Van Olhoff in spots for uh, the three straight away. She missed it. Rebound pulled down by Utah. Kemri Martin hands off to Lola Pendande. What a beautiful play by Kemri Martin. The no-looker to Lola Pendande to tie the basketball game back up at 23. 8.29 to play. Timeout on the floor. We will take it with them. The Utes have tied the ball game up. This is Utah basketball from Learfield IMG College. What a terrific start to the second quarter for Utah. A 7-0 run in the first minute and a half. And Amanda, it started on the defensive end. Yeah, and pushing the pace, Oregon State head coach Scott Ruick, he said, all right, I need a timeout. As you just mentioned, it's 7-0 Utah run. The last play, pushing the basketball up the floor, drawing over the Beavers' offenders, and then at the last second, Camry Martin with the entry pass on the right block to Lola Pendande. And then Drew Gilton over that stretch of play coming out in the second quarter. I love her confidence and leadership this year of knowing that she can attack the basket, knowing that she is to that go-to facilitator for this Utah team, but also getting hers. You know, she wanted to be more of a score-first guard this year and at least have an intentional effort 
to get points on the board. Five quick ones for her. Uh, and, you know, what stands out to me most is when she knocked down that three-point shot on Goforth, she used the screens. She didn't just yep. take the screen. She used them to create space for herself. Tied at 23. Oregon State has possession. Aliyah Goodman has checked back in for the Beavers. Taya Korsdell lobs inside to Mitrovic, and she turns it over. Taken away down low by Lola Pendande. Lola's played some great defense in the paint. Kemri Martin will drive baseline. Float, miss. Tapped up and controlled by Andy Torres. Back up top to Drew Gilton, who will reset for the use. Shot clock's reset to 20 as Drew Gilton has it on the right wing. She drives right, goes to Andy Torres. Andy takes the screen from Lola. Drives to her left, picks up her dribble on the block. Goes to Nia Becker. Spots for the five-footer, and she missed the little runner. Rebound pulled down by Oregon State. Tied at 23. As the freshman, Von Olhoffen, into the front court for Oregon State. She drives to the right side and stripped out of bounds oh, off Nia man. Becker back to Oregon State. Great defense by Nia Becker, Amanda. That took 12 seconds off the shot clock just for Van Olhoffen to bring it into the front court. Now a good one on the right wing for the Beavers. Screen set up top by Mitrovic. A double team, and Mitrovic was left wide open. There was no rotation as Mitrovic able to get the easy layup to fall to put the Beavers back on top by two. Here's a quick left elbow jumper by Nia Becker. Falls off the rim. Rebound down low and ripped away by Lola Pendande, and a foul is going to be called on Aaliyah Goodman. Aaliyah doesn't like it. I don't know if I like it either. Regardless, if we look at that last pick-and-roll play from Oregon State, that's where communication becomes so important because you have both Drew Gilson and Lola Pendande on the doubles team, uh, but then Mitrovic just rolling to the basket with no one defending her. There has to be communication like, hey, switch, switch, or hey, help side, help side, some talking on the floor. Naya Becker drives into the paint. Great defense by Van Olhoffen, and she gets knocked off the block. They're going to call an offensive foul on Nia Becker. Coach Roberts doesn't like it, nor does Nia Becker. But it will be a turnover on Utah. That's their third. Nia Becker will check out as she's picked up her second foul. Checking back in, Brenna Maxwell. Van Olhoffen to the front court in her first three games of her collegiate career, averaging just shy of 11 points per game. Goes to Mitrovic. Now up top to Korsdale. Who calls out the play. Korsdale hands off to Van Olhoffen. Lobs up top back to Korsdale. It's going to be out of bounds back to Utah. And that was fantastic defense from Lola Pendande to be aware of the pick and roll play that Oregon State continually tries to run. Britta Maxwell was caught on that, that top side, so she was playing good defense, fronting, trusting that her teammate was going to be there, and Pendande met her. Utah basketball, a chance to tie or take the lead here as Drew Gilton walks into the front court. I guess I should say jogs into the front court. <laughs> Goes left side to Kemry Martin. Kemry wasn't ready, and it's ripped away by Aaliyah Goodman. Goodman back to go forth. Jab steps, takes the triple, hits it. Quick little swing there as Oregon State able to knock down the triple from the right wing. Go forth with her first triple. Makes it a five-point lead for the Beavers. Drew Gilton goes to the corner to Kemri Martin. She'll begin her drive. Go back to Drew. She'll drive baseline. Go inside to Lola Pendande. The pretty feet, and Lola missed it. From three feet away, she blew the bunny. Rebound Oregon State. Up top is Sasha Goforth on the right wing. Takes the screen from Mitrovic. Steps at the free throw line. Free throw line jumper, no good. Rebound Andy Torres. Drew ahead to Brenna Maxwell. 
Brennan will drive. Go straight to the basket, and it's well defended by Aaliyah Goodman. She put her hands up, doing exactly what a defender should do, and she's able to get the block and the rebound. Those are some of those positions that we talk about where instead of trying to force up a shot, maybe just make some sort of transition move, bring it back out, and reset that offense. Goforth will drive. Taken away by Lola Pendande. One-on-one. Kemri Martin on Goforth, or on uh, Goodman. She missed the runner as yet again Goodman playing some great defense. Up top to Brenna. Back to Kemri Martin. Right angle triple is perfect. So she traded two points for three points there. As Utah cuts it to two. 5.06 to play, second quarter. Beautiful sh- uh, jumper there by Kemri Martin. Her jump shot is absolutely in rhythm now. Here's Ellie Mack, open for three. Can't give her that much space. Utah got lucky as Mack goes in and out on that three-point attempt. Just her second miss in the last three games of play. Drew Gilton, a no-look pass to the corner. Kemri, open, triple, up. Ooh, that one. Looked good from our angle, but it falls short. Rebound pulled down by Goodman. Goodman in the front court. Left side to go forth. Sasha go forth. Goes baseline on Kemry. Picks up her dribble on the left block. Goes up top to Mitrovic. She'll hand back to Goodman. And then get it long, uh, and lose it, but then recover. And a foul is going to be called as Lola Pendande reached in. That one kind of looked like Lola was a little tired. And decided to just reach in nonchalantly and pick up the foul. So she will check out. Kelsey Reese will check back in. We've not seen Peyton McFarland since the eight and a half minute mark of the first quarter. But as we see Lola Pendande check out of the game, you, you just mentioned the play that she reached in on Tyson. It's almost like instead of trying to go over the top or underneath the screen from Mitrovic, she just stuck out that arm, like you said. And so you just want to push through on those plays. Here's the jumper from the corner by recently checked in Jovana Subasic, and she missed it from the from the corner. And a rebound fought for and tied up as it's going to go back to the Utah youth on the jump ball. Kennedy McQueen in the front court for Utah. Her family is in the stands as well. To Camry Martin, who begins her drives, and a reach-in foul is going to be called on Aaliyah Goodman. That's going to be Goodman's second foul. And Utah will get possession back. And Goodman will check out because of it. And, you know, we talked about at the beginning of this quarter feeling like the pace of play was very quick because there wasn't much stoppage. Both teams fouling right now, uh, which results in whistles, which results in you having to take the ball out of bounds, right? So it's hard to get into a sort of offensive rhythm. Utah just one of their last eight from the floor in Oregon State on a bit of a scoring drought over the last 2.30. And it's and interesting that you point that out, just one of their last eight. Started the second quarter, three of three, if you remember, that quick three, uh, 7-0 run to start right. the second quarter. And ever since that timeout taken by head coach Scott Ruick, their defense, talking about Oregon State's defense, has been tremendous. Camry Martin from the corner, knocks it down right on cue. Camry Martin hits it from 17 feet away to tie the ball game back up at 28. Kemri Martin for the Utah Utes coming off a career high 25 points against Arizona State in 14 minutes has 9 points on 4 of 10 shooting. Here's the drive left wing by the freshman Talia Van Olhoffen. She missed it. Rebound Utah. McQueen no look to the left side to uh, to Brenna Maxwell. She'll step back from 3 and knock it down from the corner. Just when you thought that play was going to be broken up. Brenna Maxwell recovered, stepped back and knocked it down from the corner to give Utah its first lead of the ball game. 
Go forth will drive. Left side and score. 30 to, 31 to 30 as the pace continuing to pick back up. Kennedy McQueen in the front court will now slow it down with three minutes to go in the second quarter. The Utes lead by one. Right side is Kemri Martin. She'll lob up top to Kelsey Reese. She'll take one big dribble, get into the paint, and be called for a travel. That was a good move by Kelsey, but she took one extra step and will be whistled for the travel violation. They did call the travel before the shot. She moves that pivot foot. And she looked a little surprised with the call, but it was the pivot foot before the shot attempt, not the move itself. Good call by the officiating crew. Here's the runner by Sasha Sasha Koforth, and she gives the the Beavers the lead right back. Two and a half to play second quarter. Camry Martin drives the paint. The scoop right hand layup falls for two. Boy, what a play by Camry. And she becomes the first Ute in double figures with 11. And the Utes regain the lead of 33-32. She just looks more confident this season. And, you know, before the game, she said, I feel more confident this year. And her game has completely changed from last to this as Subicic scores from the left side. That was a great two-woman game right there between Sasha Goforth and Yolanda Subicic. And she's able to get the easy layup. Quickly the other side. Here's Kennedy McQueen will drive and be fouled. And we'll go to the free throw line. An opportunity for her first two with her parents in the stands for the first time in her career. Substitutions as Drew Gilton's checked in for Kemri Martin, Taya Corisdale's checked in for Arizona State, along with Aaliyah Goodman and Jasmine Simmons for Oregon State. Free throws presented by Woodside Homes. It's what's inside the count. Smart and seamless healthy living solutions designed to help you take care of what matters most. Visit woodsidehomes.com. First free throw good for Kennedy, the freshman from Hennifer, Utah. My neck of the woods, right next to where I grew up. Able to knock down that second free throw as well and give Utah the one-point lead. A few lead changes over the last couple of minutes. A great back-and-forth basketball game. Corisdale, open in the corner, knocks down the triple. The defense collapsed, and Aaliyah Goodman was able to find Corisdale open for three. And she hits it, 37-35. The lob up top to Kelsey Reese. She saves it. It was going out of bounds to Kennedy McQueen. Uh, here's Brenna Maxwell on the corner. Back to Andy Torres. Begins her drive, but she changed her pivot foot, and she's going to be whistled for shuffling, and it's a turnover for Utah. I liked the idea, but she decided to begin her uh, her move as she switched pivot foots. 37-35, Oregon State with a two-point lead. Aliyah Goodman trying to cross up on Andy Torres. Great defense by Andy to stay with her. This time, she goes around her and is able to go up and pass Handy Torres. Oh, what a great move by the senior, Aaliyah Goodman. I'm telling you, every time she catches the ball, her first thought is, can I take this player one-on-one? And on that time, it was it was well defended by Andy for a good 15 seconds, but there's 30 seconds in a shot clock. And then there was the combo move, the between the legs from Goodman, the crossover, and then up, taking the contact from Torres for the layup. Kelsey Reese turns it over. Oregon State has it. Good look for three by Ellie Mack, and that was perfect. Nothing but net for Ellie Mack, 42-35, to 35, and a technical foul has been called on head coach Lynn Roberts. Lynn is upset about something. I'm not quite sure what. It must be 
mean, I don't have a good look at a replay here, but my guess is it was probably a uh, she's arguing about a potential moving screen that allowed Ellie Mack to get so wide open because Ellie Mack had nobody within 10 feet of her when she took that straightaway triple. But a technical foul called on head coach Lynn Roberts. There's a stoppage of play, and I'm honestly not sure why. 28 seconds remaining in the second quarter. Regardless, because we don't know why the technical was called, Oregon State's on an 8-0 run right now. They found some momentum, uh, and I think that as we close out this half of play, as Aliyah Goodman will shoot these technical free throws for the Beavers, Utah's defense has really allowed them to play with Oregon State in this game. This has been a very good matchup uh, thus far. And then it's those turnovers. You know, they only have eight, a team that averages 20. I'm super impressed with the change that they made to valuing the basketball in this game. 10-0 run for Oregon State as both free throws are good by Aliyah Goodman. This technical foul hurts, Amanda, because what it does is it gives Oregon State the ball, uh, the ball back after two free throws when Utah had possession heading the other way following an 8-0 run. And the shot clock's been turned off, so Oregon State can hold for the final shot here. As Aaliyah Goodman has it high left wing. She's in no rush. The clock runs down to 12. Goodman with 10 will begin her drive. Get it stripped as she has to go back into the backcourt. Great hustle by Drew. Five seconds remaining. Ellie, go, uh, Ellie Mack is open for three. She missed it with five seconds remaining. Rebound Brenna Maxwell, and that will end the first half of play. Oregon State closes the second quarter on a 10-0 run after Utah took a one-point lead, and they head into the break with a nine-point lead of 44-35. to Coming up next is the new game day halftime report presented by America First Credit Union. We'll take a look at halftime stats, get your scoreboard update back in the studio with our man Nils Belloc. That and much more coming up next on the AFCU game day halftime report at the break. It's Oregon State 44, Utah 35. This is Utah basketball from Learfield IMG College. First Credit Union at the break, Arizona. Uh, you, wow, Oregon State. <laughs> For the 44 to 35. What have you been watching? Lead. Don't forget earlier when he Woo. said I wasn't really listening oh to you. Oh my gosh! That, Don't hey, forget that. Excuse that me. Let's let's clear that one right now. <laughs> was, it wasn't that I was purposely not listening. I was <laughs> I was sending something to our awesome uh-huh. producer back in the studio. Nonetheless, we digress. The Utes trail by nine at the break. The Beavers shoot 55 percent in the first half, and 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 close the first half on a 10-0 run. Great stretch by the Beavers, hitting six of their last seven shots to end the quarter. Well, they came into this game shooting 54% over the last two games. They have held that consistent offensive shooting. And then when we look at their 10-0 run to end the quarter, right, that happened over a span of a minute and 44 seconds. Utah had three turnovers in that span of time. So I think that they have definitely improved in this game in turning over the ball, right? A team that, like I mentioned, averages 20 turnovers a game. They have eight through the first half of play. So they're on track for what I said I want to see from them, that 16-17 mark uh, for turnovers in this game. That being said, you and I also have continually talked about when you go through these stretches of play where you're turning over the basketball and not scoring on the other end, those runs, we talked about it heading into this game and we just saw it play out to end this first half. Yeah, Oregon State led by Aaliyah Goodman's 14 on 5 of 6, shooting 2 of 3 from the floor. But Amanda, 9 of the 10 players that Oregon State put on the floor has scored so far. So obviously getting it done 
every single player is contributing for the Beavers. And I think on the defensive end for Utah, out of the half, a point of emphasis I think we will see them adjust to is those touches that Oregon State is getting inside. They have 22 points in the paint. Pretty much, if Mitrovic is in the game for the Beavers, she is touching the ball and she is shooting the ball. She's getting into the lane, and then, right, that's a post position at the guard position. Aliyah Goodman taking that Utah defender one on one, breaking them down and scoring、uh, at will. So I think that we're going to see some adjustments from Utah, potentially maybe a zone which makes it harder. For you to get、uh, those touches in the paint. That being said, Oregon State ranks first in the Pac-12 in three-point percentage at 40 percent. So if you're going to make that sort of adjustment, there has to be communication from beyond the arc because this isn't a team that you just want to test them and make them hit a few, right? They can and they have. And they absolutely can, and they absolutely have. Aliyah Goodman, number one in the Pac-12, number two in the country from beyond the arc from the three-point line. Oregon State went six of twelve. Not to mention Ellie Mack has been on an absolute hot streak coming into this win over her last two games, six of seven from beyond the arc, and in that first half, just one of three. Nice to see Ellie Mack not be able to knock down those at will, but you have to be able to defend them from beyond the arc. And hopefully, we'll see a better, more.、Uh, Have that be more of an emphasis in the second half. And then I think from you know specifically the Utah side, Kemri Martin has really been that consistent piece for them in what is now the fifth straight game. Right, coming into this game over the last four, she was averaging 16 points a game. She leads、uh, the Utes right now with 11 points, five of 11 from the field, one of two from the three-point line. The free throw number for Utah, I'm a little surprised by. They've only attempted six free throws. I would like to see them find a way to get into the lane because they have only scored eight points from the inside. So you look at that differential: 22 points from the inside for Oregon State, eight points for Utah,、uh, and then. You and I, though,、um, in the past, we've talked about shot differential, right?、Uh, in those turnovers, that is something that Utah is right on track with in this one. Oregon State attempting 33, Utah attempting 31. So, when you're taking care of the ball and you're valuing the ball and you have it, you're getting more attempts up. You're sticking with your opponent,、uh, and Utah has a legitimate chance to win this game at home and, and sweep Oregon State in this series. Utah was led by Kemri Martins, 11; Lola Pendande with seven; Brenna Maxwell with eight for the Utah Utes. Coming up next, we will send it into the studio, let you hear from Nils Belak. He'll give you a scoreboard update from around the Pac-12 and more. This is the America First Credit Union halftime show presented by America First Credit Union, Utah's top auto lender, offering low rates, flexible terms, 24/7 account access, and more. The Beavers lead by nine at the break. This is Utah basketball from Learfield IMG College. Welcome back into the John M. Huntsman Center as the second half is underway. Oregon State with possession as Aliyah Goodman has it for the Oregon State Beavers.、Uh, Aliyah led the team in scoring at 14 points in that first half. She moves it right side to Ellie Mack, down low to、uh, Taylor Jones, who did not play more than three minutes in that first half, is able to spin and score in the paint to put Oregon State on top by 11 on a 12-0 run. As they finish the second quarter on a 10-0 run, so we'll we'll call the 12-0 extended run. Camry Martin has it left wing, dribbles behind her back, now has it up top, takes a screen from McFarland, and they're going to call a moving screen. 
second that I saw it happen, I knew they were going to call that as she put too much of her body into that screen. That's going to be another turnover for Utah. Well, she just needed to slide over, maybe one extra step, set those feet, and let Goodman run into her. You don't need to run in to the offensive player. That being said, if you notice right now, Drew Gilson is pretty much face guarding Aliyah Goodman. 46-35, Goodman goes right side to Corisdale, lobs up top to Taylor Jones, and a foul's going to be called on Peyton McFarland. And just like we saw in the first quarter, Peyton's going to check out early, and Lola Pendande is going to check in. Peyton McFarland has played a total of three minutes, and that's not even probably the right number. It's about two minutes, two and a half minutes total. Substitutions is Ellie Mack will inbound for Oregon State. The Beavers with their largest lead of 11. Up top here, Sasha Goforth. Will cross over on Drew, get in the paint. Lefty layup, no good. Rebound, Taylor Jones sticks it up and in. Taylor Jones was just one of ten the last time these two teams met. She's three of four here today as the Beavers lead by 13. A 14-0 extended run. Drew Gilton will drive and get it swatted out of bounds by the freshman, Sasha Goforth. She said, not on my birthday. Absolutely. I love uh-uh. it. Uh-uh. Not on my birthday, you're not getting this layup. <laughs> So Utah will inbound after the terrific defensive play by Sasha Goforth on her birthday, as Amanda just mentioned. Drew Gilton has it on the baseline, goes oh, up and nice. under. What a beautiful move, but she missed the layup. Oh, Drew had Taylor Jones, but she could not stick the layup. It results in a fast break, three-pointer, no good by Ellie Mack, but an offensive rebound by Corisdale. Up top to Mack, back down low to Taylor Jones. She spins in the paint and she scores. Boy. Oregon State's game plan right now is to feed Taylor Jones, and it is working. And you know what? You told me at halftime, Tyson, I bet that we see them just looking to get the ball inside to Taylor Jones, possession after possession. She has all six of Oregon State's points here in this third quarter. We didn't see many minutes from her in that first half due to getting uh, in some foul trouble, but they are just feeding her as they find her again inside. She'll pop and shoot, but miss this one. I love it. As Brenna Maxwell missed on the other end, it was a quick shot by Taylor Jones inside. She missed it. And rebound by Utah. Right uh, right side triple by Kemri Martin is no good. Sasha Goforth will drive coast to coast and be fouled and will go to the free throw line. 50-35, to 35, Utah is falling apart. They're on a, uh, Oregon State on a 16-0 extended run since the end of the second quarter. And uh, Amanda, we talked about this in post uh, in the pregame show. Well, let me rephrase. You talked about this in the pregame show about uh, just those those runs that Utah finds themselves on the bad end of, yeah. and we're seeing it yet again here today as the first free throw by Goforth is good. It's really hard in this conference if you get down to a certain deficit rate to claw your way back. What stands out to me most is the UCLA game in which Utah was down, but they kind of clawed their way back, and that ended up being a very close basketball game, right? But there gets to a point in the fourth quarter where it's almost too late, right? You don't want to get yourself into that situation here in the third as Oregon State now leads 52-35. to Free throw was good. Here's a step-back three-pointer by Kemri Martin. She missed it. And a foul is going to be called on Oregon State. No, they're going to call it on Lola Pendande. So that is Utah's fourth foul in this quarter. Boy, this is not the start that you would hope for as a Utah fan. Eight straight points by Oregon State. They're on an 18-0 extended run. 
and have their largest lead of 17. Six of those eight points coming from in the paint. They're up to 28 points Here from the inside. Here it comes again. A quick feed on the inside as Taylor Jones came around a screen, found herself open in the paint. A 10-0 run to end the second quarter and a 10-0 run to start the third for the Beavers. High up top, here's uh, Andy Torres, right side to Kemri Martin. Gets it stripped and taken away by Aliyah Goodman. Goodman will get it taken away or get it stripped from behind, but poked out of bounds. And Coach Roberts has had enough of this, and she calls a timeout. 6:41 to play, third quarter. Utes on the wrong end of an extended 20 to nothing run as they trail 54 to 35. This second half being brought to you in part by Redbox. Redbox has new movies at the box and streaming on demand. Visit redbox.com for all the ways to watch. The Utes down by 19. Amanda, I'll let you say something real quick before we go to break. I know you were wanting to say something here. No, I was just going to say that at halftime, I said that Utah needed to come out of the half and limit the touches from the inside from Oregon State. Already they've got 10 points in the quarter eight of those coming from the inside and taylor jones just being fed at will all 10 of her points coming in this half quick timeout utes down by 19 this is utah basketball from here for the img college 641 to go third quarter this game has been absolutely taken over by the oregon state beavers a 20 to nothing extended run since the end of the second quarter and Oregon State with possession. Ellie Mack will drive and be met by Lola Pindande, who sends it backwards. Rebound by Lola, and here comes Kemry in the front court. Up top to Drew Gilton. Let's see if Utah can get some rhythm here on offense, something they have not had over the last about six minutes of play. Actually, since that timeout was taken by head coach Scott Ruick after the 7-0 run of the second quarter, Utah's offense has taken a big dip. Here's a triple on the left wing by Brenna Maxwell. She is hacked on the three-point attempt. And the number third ranked free throw shooter in the country will walk to the free throw line. That was not good defense by Ellie Mack. It seems like Brenna has been fouled on threes much, much more this season. I believe that was the ninth time that she's been fouled on a three-point line. I always say, and you know this, I don't know why you're fouling on the three-point line. It makes no sense to me. Uh, try to get over the top of the screen. Why are you reaching? I always say this. You don't give someone three free throw attempts. Why? Why? Brenna goes three for three. No surprise. And she hits all three of them. So, uh, now on the season, she is 52 of 54 from the, uh, from the free throw line. That is elite level free throw shooting right there. 54-38. The pass on the inside. Lola Pendande is going to be called for the holding foul as they were looking for Taylor Jones. The foul will be called. Taylor Jones held to just one of ten the last time these two teams met back on December the 8th. And that one hurts because that puts Oregon State in the bonus. So Taylor Jones to the free throw line. A 64% free throw shooter has owned this third quarter. And Amanda, like you talked about, we talked about it off the air, that there was probably going to be an emphasis of giving Taylor Jones the ball, and that's exactly what it's been. She has 10 points here in the third quarter as she hits both free throws. And defensively, if you're Utah, you have to limit those touches inside, especially when she has 10 of her 12 points 
in this quarter. So fronting that post and trusting your teammates going to get key there as Brenna Maxwell next down a mid-range jumper. From that right elbow, Brenna hits it, making it now 56-40, to 5.38 to go third quarter. Aliyah Goodman wide open, missed the 17-footer, rebound Andy Torres. Those are the shots that you want to allow if you're head coach Lynn Roberts. Brenna Maxwell on the left wing will drive and turn it over. Out of bounds. 5.23 to go, third quarter, back Beavers to Oregon ball. State. And substitutions for the Beavers as Mitrovich will check back in for the Beavers yeah. along with the freshman, Talia Van Olhoffen. And we will also see Utah in a full court press right now. So they're lined up in a 2 2-2, 2-2-1, 3-2 high full court press. And that kind of broke apart. So they yeah. just so they showed it and then kind of just broke it off. 5.15 to go third quarter. The freshman into the front court, Van Olafen. Goes right side. Missed the free throw line jumper. Rebound Lola Pendande. Here's Drew Gilton, hands back to Andy Torres. Andy's been quiet today, has has taken one shot, now two as it's a step back contested three. She missed it, offensive rebound Lola Pendande. She takes one big hop step to her strong side, gets fouled and goes to the free throw line. And I like the way that she noticed that Mitrovich met her on that right side as she grabbed the board. One dribble, jump stop, reverse on the left. Timeout on the floor, 4.55 to go third quarter. The Beavers lead 56-40. This is Utah basketball from Learfield IMG College. Uh, But Amanda, you and I have talked so much about how Utah finds themselves on the wrong end of these runs, and it's just, it's, it's an absolute killer. Yeah, and right now they're being outscored 12 to 5 in the quarter, and I think that... When they're playing their best basketball, they are moving the ball. And if you've noticed on plays throughout this quarter, it's dribble, pass, dribble, pass, dribble, pass. And so Oregon State's defense is barely moving, you know. And then if you notice on the other end, like Oregon State, the reason that they're getting such spacing is because they're passing the ball quickly. And Utah's defenders have to make a decision of where they're going to go on the floor, which ultimately results in spacing and someone being left open. So I think that if Utah can get back to that ball movement that we saw through stretches of the first half, they have a way to cut at this deficit. Lola goes two for two from the line. Boy, Lola's been great from the free throw line today. Five of six coming in just 43% from the stripe on the season. And she's going to check out after knocking down both free throws. Five straight points by Utah, all from the free throw line. As now Utah comes out in that full court pressure. A 14-point lead for the Beavers. Left side is Simmons, slowing it back up top to Van Olhoffen as Oregon State set up, sets up their half-court offense. On the left elbow, here's uh, Ellie Max, steps beyond the three-point line. Goes right side to Van Olhoffen, and they foul away from the ball, and Utah's foul happy right now in this third quarter, and that's free throws for Sasha Goforth. Sasha has found has absolutely found a way to get to the free throw line in her first year in the Pac-12 conference, and she gets more free throws here in just 10 games so far this year. Coming into this game, Sasha Goforth has been to the free throw line 42 times. Went to the line 11 times against Utah the first time these two teams met. Yeah, she had a nice game against Utah in that first meeting. 16 points, like you just said, 11 free throw attempts. 
she didn't make a three-pointer in that game. So her points were coming from that free-throw line and then from two-point range. That was the one thing that stood out was just her ability to be able to attack the rim. Yes. She, goes, she goes one for two from the three-point, uh, from the free-throw line. But then again, Amanda, Brenda Maxwell comes off a screen, <laughs> takes a triple from the right side, and for the second time this quarter has been fouled on a three-point attempt. The tenth time that, uh, that Brenda Maxwell has gone to the line for three free throws this season. That is unbelievable. I just don't get it. I don't understand as a defender why you're fouling on the three-point line. Like that shot is going to get off whether you foul or not. So why give her a very good free throw shooter attempts, easy attempts? The only way I can think it, uh, the, the, really the only reason I could think is because they're, uh, obviously the defense has been played much differently this year on Brenda Maxwell, and she has such a quick trigger that it throws defenders off. Either way, once again, Brenna goes three for three from the line. I understand what you're saying completely. That being said, if you've done a scout, you know that right. about her. That she has that quick trigger. Right. So I, I just don't get it. 12-point lead for Oregon State. Sasha Goforth, step-back jumper, uh, ends the 8-1 run by the Utah Utes, making it now 59-45. Good mid-range jumper there by Sasha. I really, really like Sasha Goforth's game. Stands at six foot one. Is able to attack the rim at ease. Brenda Maxwell drives right side. Goes to Drew. Pump fakes the triple. Great recovery defensively by Oregon State. Drew will drive the baseline. Reverse layup is blocked away by uh, uh, by Mitrovic. There we go. Yelena Mitrovic. And she sends that backwards. Mitrovic. Number three rated uh, European prospect uh, coming into this season. Gilton goes up top to Naya Becker. Who's been held scoreless so far tonight. Starts her drive. Stutter steps, then drives again. Great defense by the freshman. She goes up, goes under, and goes reverse glass. Hits every single part of the rim and then falls off. Rebound Oregon State. Go forth. Goes right side to Jasmine Simmons. Now left wing is to Leo Van Olhoffen. Takes the screen from Mitrovic, then drives. In the paint, tries to skip it up top to uh, Mitrovic. Kicks it back up top to go forth. Mack lobs up top to Mitrovic. She spins in the paint. The layup is no good. Rebound, Utah. Brenna Maxwell pushes ahead to recently checked in Ola Makirat. She'll slow it down to Naya Becker, high in the left wing. Naya starts her drive, then slows it down to Drew. 14-point advantage for Oregon State. Drew high in the left wing. We'll drive on Ellie Mack. Layup up and good. Boy, that was beautiful by Drew Gilton. Saw that she had the advantage on Ellie Mack and just blew past her for the easy layup. And to me, that whole play starts actually with Ola Makurat catching the overthrown pass from Brenda Maxwell and not forcing up a layup. Instead, she pulled it out and reset something. Ellie Mack has it on the left wing. Very good point right there. Is usually what we do see is people try to you know, force it up because they want to try to get it up so quickly. As a turnover is going to be called on Oregon State. A travel violation, so it goes back to Utah. Kennedy McQueen's checked back in for Utah along with a slew of substitutions for Oregon State. Aliyah Goodman's back on the floor with Taylor Jones and Taya Corsdale for the Beavers. Here comes Kennedy McQueen, high on the right wing. Crosses to her left. No movement by Utah. She hands off to Nia Becker. She crosses over on Van Olhoffen. Gets to the basket, gets fouled, and will go to the line. 
So free throws coming for Naya Becker, and she's had her struggles at the free throw line. Let's see if, similar to Lola, if she can try to get back on the good shooting ways from the free throw line. Free throws presented today by Woodside Homes. It's what's inside that counts. Smart and seamless healthy living solutions designed to help you take care of what matters most. Visit woodsidehomes.com today. I like these looks into the paint from Utah, trying to score from the inside and drawing over Oregon State's defense. It comes back to the dribbling, though. You know, we saw Kennedy McQueen just dribbling and picking up the ball on the three-point line without anyone really open. And so I would like to see just a little bit more awareness of the purpose behind the dribble. Why are you dribbling, and what is your motive in doing so? She goes one for two from the free throw line. Here's a quick pull by Aaliyah Goodman. Falls short from the three-point line. Tapped out by Taylor Jones. Sasha, go forth from 18 feet. Knocks it down. Boy, that was wonderful. Wonderful play there by Taylor Jones. Punches it right back out to go forth, and she knocks it down. 13-point advantage for the Beavers. 90 seconds to play third quarter. High up top is Kennedy McQueen. Dribbles right side to Makirat. Open for three. That one looked like it was pushed, and it went to the right side. Off the mark, rebound Taylor Jones. Fast break, Taya Corsdale leaking to the basket, and the foul is going to be called on the freshman, Kennedy McQueen. So more free throws coming for Oregon State. Taya Corsdale to the free throw line, a 71% free throw shooter this year. And already, you know, this will be attempts number 11 and 12 for Oregon State. We talked about the fact that coming into this game, Colorado did not let them get to the free throw line they only attempted four total free throws in that game all coming from Aaliyah Goodman who we should also talk about hasn't scored in this third she has not it's also as Taya Corsdale's at the free throw line we failed to mention Amanda Aaliyah Goodman uh, 1,000 career points in that win against Colorado congratulations to Aaliyah really fantastic uh, in this Oregon State program to be able to do that one of many terrific players to come through Oregon State especially in the last 10 years with Scott Ruick at the helm. This has just been a really storied program, and uh, congratulations to Aaliyah Goodman, one of the elites here at Oregon State. Kelsey Reese is open, straightaway triple, did not even draw iron, and that's off the mark. Rebound pulled down by Oregon State, 62-48, to 48, a 14-point advantage for the visiting team. Van Olhoffen on the right wing will drive on Nia Becker, and another foul will be called. Some more free throws coming. This will now be... Free throws 9 and 10 in the third quarter alone for Oregon State. Tell you what, possibility to come back does not help when you're fouling and allowing Oregon State to stop the clock and get points on the board. Yeah, Utah, they've got eight fouls in this third quarter. Eight fouls in this third quarter, and as I just mentioned, free throws 9 and 10 here for Oregon State. And so the pace of the game looks different than it did it in the first and then into a stretch of the second quarter, right? Because we talked about the fact that when there's not much stoppage, you have an opportunity to push the ball and to run. With Utah, you know, getting these stops and, and uh, not defensive stops, but stoppage of play resulting in Oregon State at the free throw line, you have to inbound the ball and that doesn't allow you to push in transition. Van Olhoffen goes two for two from the line. Naya Becker drives from the left wing and gets fouled, and she will walk to the free throw line. CR England's one initiative to fight childhood hunger will be to feed one child here in Utah for every single point the Utes scored this season. So far today, the Utes have scored 48, now 49 points, which means CR England will feed 49 children. 
Naya Becker, one of two the last time she was at the line, hits the first of two on her Woodside Homes free throws. Second free throw is good as well. It's almost like having fans back in the stands is up the free throw percentage here for the Utes. As Naya goes two for two, 64 to 50. Aliyah Goodman into the front court. Just talked about it, became a 1,000-point score at Oregon State against Colorado. Taylor Jones waits no time in the paint. Backs down her defender, fades from the bucket from eight feet and knocks it down. Boy, she is fantastic here in this third quarter. She's got 12 points in the quarter. It's got to be good for her as well. I've talked about this now several times, just one of 10 against Utah back on December the 8th. Ola Makirat open for three. That one's off the right side of the rim, falls through, and a foul's going to be called on Oregon State on the rebound. A lot of fouls have been called here in this third quarter. A lot by Utah. You just said it. Eight fouls by Utah here in the quarter. More free throws here for the Utes as Oregon State gets their sixth foul call against them in the quarter. So Kelsey Reese to the free throw line. She's been ten times this year. Five of ten, 50%. First free throw rattles out. Two seconds remain in the third quarter that has been owned by the Oregon State Beavers. Jumped out to a 10-0 run. They've outscored the Utes 22-15 in the third. Second free throws out as well. It's tapped, recovered by Reese again, and she's going to be fouled again. And we'll go back to the line. I always think... Every matchup looks different, right? Every game looks different, and your opponent always looks different. It's about finding where you can be most successful each game, individually. And it looks different, right? Maybe one game, you're finding success from the three-point line. I think back to that Oregon State game when it was mostly Brenna Maxwell, right? But what stands out to me most about that game is the fact that she scored 10 points from the free-throw line. Once again, Utah finding success when they're able to get inside and get fouled and get to the free throw line. That is really what's keeping them in this ballgame right now. That was one of the keys that you talked about at halftime, that you wanted to see them get to the free throw line more. Amanda, they've done it. They ended that third quarter taking 15 free throws. They were 12 of 15 in the third quarter alone. Check that, 12 of 16. They were a little late on getting that last one on the board. The put back at the buzzer following the missed free throw by Nia Beckers off the mark, and that will end the third quarter. Utah trailing 66-51 to with 10 minutes of basketball remaining in this one. This is Utah basketball from Learfield IMG College. 66-51, to the Oregon State Beavers on top of the Utes. By 15 points, Amanda, the biggest key of this basketball game and where it switched, Utah had a one-point lead with about two minutes to go in the second quarter. Oregon State closed the uh, the second quarter on a 10-0 run, going into the break, leading by nine. They then started the third quarter, yes, on a 10-0 run, flexed their lead to 19 following a 20-0 extended run. And Utah now finds themselves down 15 with just 10 minutes to play. And, you know, they ended that third quarter one of eight on field goal attempts. They didn't have a, a made field goal relaxed two minutes and 41 seconds of that third quarter what's kept them in this basketball game is like you mentioned tyson earlier those free throw attempts attempting 16 in the quarter uh-huh. they made 12 
find where you can have success. Right now, it's coming when they're able to get to the free throw line. Uh, and then I think if you want a chance to win this basketball game on the defensive end, you have to limit those touches in the paint. Taylor Jones with 12 points in the third quarter. And then, oh, Aaliyah Goodman, who didn't <laughs> score in the third. You know that she's going to look to go off in the fourth. The defense fell asleep for Oregon State. Aaliyah Goodman left Britta Maxwell wide open in the corner, and she makes the Beavers pay. Boy, Aaliyah Goodman was not happy with herself after that one. Left side, here's Van Olhofsen. Missed the three. Rebound is pulled down. Well, it was actually in the grasp initially by Kemri Martin, but she was shoved from behind, and it will be back to Utah. So Britta Maxwell up to 19 points to lead all Utes in this game. The next closest player to her in scoring, though, is Kemri Martin in Oregon State has made adjustments, like you mentioned, out of that timeout in the second quarter to limit her touches, and we haven't really seen much action from her since. Drew will drive. Go up top to Lola Pendande, slow it back to Drew. Angle left triple. Ooh, that one looked good, but it fell short. It's tapped that's out of bounds. They're going to whistle a foul. Boy, I tell you, Lola Pindande trying to go after that basketball. Aaliyah Goodman went sailing. I want to watch a replay on that one. Well, she got she got sandwiched between Kemri Martin and Lola Pindande, and she went flying. That's a dangerous play in that corner right there. But it does go back to Oregon State. The Beavers lead by 12 as... The freshman Vol, uh, Van, excuse me, Von Olofen into the front court. There's Aaliyah Goodman. Quick touch pass from Mitrovic inside to Ellie Mack, and she missed the layup. Rebound Drew. Slows it down to Brenna Maxwell. She'll begin her drive. Step back three-pointer. Angle left is down. Brenna Maxwell, that rim has got to be massive for Brenna right now as she has found rhythm. She's up now to 22 points, 4 of 6 from 3 and 6 of 9 from the floor. So Brenna Maxwell outscoring Oregon State right now, 6 to 0 to open the quarter. Here's the drive by Von Olofen up top to Mack. Swing it left side to Mitrovic. Into the hands now of Aaliyah Goodman on the left wing. Takes the screen from Mitrovic. Goes up top to Ellie Mack. Back to Aaliyah Goodman. She's wide open, and she makes Utah play, uh, pay. I don't know how in the world Utah's defense can leave the second-best three-point shooter in the country that open. The rotation was off, so as she drove into the paint to draw over Utah's defenders, she then passed it to that right wing, went back to the left wing, and their defense had shifted as a little Pendande misses a layup from the right side. It'll be Oregon State basketball, but the, Utah's defense shifted. Their eyes were no longer on her, and you have to be aware of where a phenomenal three-point shooter is on the court at all times. Drew Gilton found Lola Pendande wide open. She pump faked, went to her offhand, and missed the layup. Tell you what, Lola Pendande has not been good around the rim so far this year. Left side, Aaliyah Goodman goes up top to Mack. Quick pass inside, Dimitrovich overthrew her. Out of bounds, it's going to go back to the Utah Utes. It could have been the same play, though. Yeah. Did you watch it unfold as, once again, Aaliyah Goodman from the left side drove into the lane, drew over the defense, passed it up top to Mack, and then just went back to that left side and was ready for the catch-and-shoot opportunity. Up top is Brenna Maxwell, 12-point advantage for the Oregon State Beavers. Brenna, left side, takes the triple, contested. That one looks forced as it's going to go off the mark and a tie-up between Ellie Mack and Lola Pendande. It will go back to the Beavers. And that's what's tough, right, is now Oregon State is expecting her to come off of those screens and shoot because she has done it 
time and time again, and she already has six points from doing it uh, here in this fourth quarter. That being said, I'd love to see her moving and cutting away from the basketball, taking those screens away from the ball when it's not in her hands, coming off and creating that space. Savannah, uh, Savannah Samuel has checked in for Oregon State as a foul is going to be called on Drew Gilton. 7-10 to play fourth quarter. They called that foul on Drew as Aaliyah Goodman was trying to get open to get the pass from Samuel. Here's Aaliyah Goodman for Oregon State. 17 points, 6 of 9 from the floor, 3 of 5 from 3. She will drive, step back, go up top to Samuel. Now she will drive in the paint. Hand off to Mitrovic, but before she did that, she traveled. She shuffled her feet. That, otherwise, that was a terrific look from Samuel on the inside. And you know, as she got Lola Pendande up in the air on that, actually, she thought she was going to get blocked by Pendande, but Lola actually flew by her. She could have just went up for the left-handed layup herself. Andy Torres wide open from the top of the uh, from the top of the key, knocks it down in stride. Well, nice to see Andy get on the board. And she's able to hit that three perfectly, 69-60. to 60. All nine of Utah's points coming from beyond the arc here in the fourth quarter. Step back triple by Aaliyah Goodman, no good. Well defended by Drew Gilton, rebound Andy Torres. Brenna Maxwell into the front court, goes up top to Andy. She'll swing it right wing to Kemri Martin. Take the screen from Andy as Andy cuts to the basket. Goes up top to Lola Pindande, now left wing to Brenna. Brenna drives, takes the jumper from 17 feet. She recognized that the freshman was... Guarding her a little heavily, she rose and got fouled and will go to the free throw line. She was inside the three-point line, so just two free throws here for Brenna. But yet again, another foul and a jump shot as now Brenna Maxwell goes to the free throw line for two more. And Van Olhoffen was kind of holding her face on that play yep. like, why? Why? <laughs> First free throw good for Brenna Maxwell. Free throws presented to you today and every day by Woodside Homes. It's what's inside the count. Smart and seamless healthy living solutions designed to help you take care of what matters most. Visit woodsidehomes.com today. Brenna Maxwell perfect from the stripe yet again. Now 8 of 8 from the uh, from the line here in this game. Cuts the lead to just 7 for the Oregon State Beavers. Aliyah Goodman into the front court. 17 points to lead Oregon State. Dribbles it straight away. Drives to her right, well defended by Drew. Now cuts back to her left after the screen. It's switched off with Andy Torres. She calls everybody off. She wants to drive. She spins in the paint. Coming over to help defend is Brenna Maxwell to block it. It's loose on the deck as the shot clock is going to run out, and that's going to be a turnover back to Utah. Boy, what a great 30 seconds of defense by Utah in that possession. Once again, Aliyah Goodman wanted to go one-on-one -on -one with Andy Torres, but the help side defense from Brenna Maxwell to get a touch on that ball and then not giving up on the play, right? Being aware of what the shot clock was, not fouling, great defensive possession for the Utes. Camry Martin on the right wing, tries to get it inside, but it's kicked Utah. off Aliyah Goodman. Utah has outscored Oregon State 11-3 to here in this fourth quarter. Utah's defense has come to play here in the fourth. Here's uh, Oregon State, one of five from the floor here this quarter. They also have three turnovers. Drew Gilton on the left wing, screen set by Lola. She stands her ground, goes to the corner to Brenna. Pump fakes the triple, kicks it back to Kemry. Right angle triple, well defended by Goforth that she blocks it. I don't think Kemry thought that there was any chance that Goforth could get that, but boy, what a great closeout by Sasha to be able to get a uh, touch on it. And it's a rebounded by Oregon State. Aliyah Goodman on the left wing. She'll drive. Go corner. 
into the hands of Jasmine Simmons. Now bounce pass inside to Ellie Mack. Back to Simmons on the give and go. The layup is blocked out of bounds by Lola Pendande. Great defense by Lola as she switched off to help the cutting Ellie Mack. And bad defense from Brenna Maxwell to allow Mack (laughs) on that cut. You know, you have to finish the play. So, yes, your opponent, you you know, your defensive mashup passed the ball. You have to follow them and finish the possession. 4.49 to play, fourth quarter. Utah has cut the lead to seven. This is Utah Basketball from Learfield IMG College. 69-62, seven-point advantage for the Oregon State Beavers. The second half brought to you in part by UPS. Working together to achieve great things like the Utes. That's problem solving. Visit UPS.com to learn more. Utah's outscored Oregon State 11-3 in this fourth quarter. Trying to make a comeback here. Led by Brenna Maxwell's 24 points on 6 of 10 shooting. 4 of 7 from deep and 8 of 8 from the free throw line. And I think that she is playing her best basketball when she can get those three-point attempts up, but she's also finding another way to get points on the board, right? Not just solely from beyond the arc. Today she has once again found it from the free throw line. Utah forces a five-second violation on the inbounds play. Terrific defense by the Utes forces the fourth turnover of the fourth quarter for Oregon State. So Utah regains possession, down just three possessions. And it's worth noting that that fourth turnover, it's all in the span of an Oregon State scoring drought. Brenna Maxwell, angle right three, falls off the mark, and it's ta- and it's controlled by Sasha Goforth. Boy, Sasha Goforth standing at six foot one, just so dynamic. Able to get that rebound between the trees. 4.21 to go fourth quarter. Left side, Aaliyah Goodman. Gets the screen call from Ellie Mack. Gets switched off with uh, Andy Torres again. Now up top to go fourth, down low to Ellie Mack. She'll spin around Henry Martin and she'll miss the layup. Well defended by Kemry down low. Rebound, Drew Gilton. Angle left, here's Drew calling for the screen. Drew will take it, go to the corner. She'll skip it to Kemry Martin on the right wing. Kemry will drive, float, score. 69-64, run for Utah since the start of this fourth quarter. Martine really splitting the defenders and Goodman and Mack on that quick first step and up for a right-handed layup. Angle left, here's Goforth, splits the defense. What a move by Goforth, but she missed the layup. And then she gets tied up with Andy Torres. They're going to call a foul on Goforth. She looked like she was frustrated with herself for missing that layup and held on to Andy Torres's arm as she swung around to try to give that ball up. And if you watch it on the replay, Ooh. her and Andy Torres are caught up and Torres just kind of trying to yeah. get get off of her. <laughs> All right, it's it's very important to note with 3.34 to play fourth quarter, Taylor Jones has just checked back in for Oregon State. The Utes down five. Taylor Jones back on the floor. I don't have a plus minus, Amanda, but I'd be willing to bet her plus minus is extremely good right now. High up top, here's Camry Martin. She'll go into the defender. That is Aaliyah Goodman. She'll get the bucket to fall. She'll be fouled and has an opportunity for the three-point play. Camry Martin. Woo! And she held the hands up for just a second. She took the contact from Goodman 
Oh, she said, uh-huh. 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 I'm, I'm good. Uh-huh. I'm good. What did she say before this game? I let it fly. I let That's it fly. That's exactly what she's doing in this one as well. 69 to 67. My goodness, the Utes have absolutely cut into this lead. It's 16 to 3 run in the fourth quarter. They have an opportunity to have a, com- a, a complete comeback here as a foul is going to be called on Drew Gilton. Aaliyah Goodman came up to try to catch the ball, and Drew ran right into the freshman, Talia Von Olhoffen. 3.11 to go, 20 seconds on the shot clock. Go ahead. I was just going to say this stretch of offensive success for Utah, in my opinion, has absolutely 100% started on the defensive end. Just going to say that because I 1,000% agree their defense has been spectacular. Only allowing three points and allowing Oregon State to go just one of eight from the floor and turn it over four times in the fourth quarter. Up top, here's Aaliyah Goodman. Wants the one-on-one with Drew. Kicks it out to Von Olhoffen. Three-pointer. Oh, that is huge by the freshman. Knocks down the three. What a shot by Talia Von Olhoffen. Boom. That was tremendous. 72-67, the lead back to five. Brenna Maxwell comes up to catch. Steps back for three. That's good, but they called a moving screen on Lola Pendande. Turnover Utah back to... Oh, that is a tough call on Lola right there. Not only that, but she picks up her fifth foul, so she's fouled out of the game. That is tough to see. With 2.41 remaining, Lola Pendande has fouled out of the game. And let's see who Lynn Roberts is going to go with down the stretch. It's Kelsey Reese. And you kind of saw her talking it over with her associate head coach about who they wanted to take that place of Lola Pendande because although her stat line has been fairly quiet, right, she only has nine points. I think that a lot of Brenna Maxwell's offensive success has come off of those screens from Pendande in this one. Left side, here's Aaliyah Goodman up top to go forth. She will drive. Be bumped, missed the layup, rebound Taylor Jones. She's fouled and will go to the free throw line. So Taylor Jones now to the line. As it looked like her uh, her headband fell down. She had it and it was knocked down by Brenna Maxwell. So now free throws coming for Taylor Jones. She misses the first of two. 72-67. Tell you what, Amanda, that three-pointer by Talia Von Olhoffen could be the biggest shot of the ball game. So it's a six-point game right now. Oregon State leads. That being said, two minutes is a lot of time in the game of basketball. Is Utah head coach Lynn Roberts wants a timeout. 30-second timeout taken by head coach Lynn Roberts. The Utes down by six. A complete turnaround here in this fourth quarter. They've outscored Oregon State 16-7, to but Amanda, Oregon State, Oregon State has scored the last four points. The lead, which was cut down to two, after Oregon State led by as many as 19, has now gone back up to six. After a Talia Von Olhoffen three-pointer from the left wing. Utah's only turned over the ball one time in this fourth quarter, right? And we have seen the success that they have had in doing that and then those defensive stops on the other end oregon state going on a five minute scoring drought uh, throughout one period of this fourth quarter 
I think that most importantly, though, you do not want to let Oregon State go on a run. Right. This is not the time. You need to continue that defensive intensity and get those stops and then look to push and fast break on the other end because that is where Utah has found success here in the fourth. Cameron Martin high up top, takes a screen from Kelsey Reese. She will drive. Step back, take the right elbow jumper. Amanda, I did not like that shot at all, and it's rebounded by Taylor Jones. She'll go right side to Sasha Goforth. Utah's defensive pressure. There's just two seconds remaining, and they're going to call a timeout. Scott Ruick trying to call a timeout with just two seconds left on the, uh, well, it's the invisible 10-second uh, clock when the ball's in the backcourt. So Scott Ruick will take the timeout. The basketball will be about in the middle of the half court so once again though that defensive pressure from utah here in the fourth quarter forcing oregon state to use a timeout in a very close basketball game great defensive pressure but amanda i got to go back to the shot i did not like that shot by camry martin what she did is she had a look from the three-point line she dribbled into traffic and then took a right elbow jumper well, this is the thing, right? We we have continually talked about shot selection with this Utah team and what is a good shot, what's the better shot, and what is the best attempt. That one eh, doesn't really rank up there for me. Right. <laughs> Sasha Goforth will break free, layup up and good. What a beautiful play design by head coach Scott Ruick out of the timeout. Boy, that was fantastic. A 6-0 run by Oregon State to flex their lead back to eight. 75-67, Brenna straightaway triple, short. Rebound pulled down by Von Olhoffen. And she will send it to the front court. She will lob it up top to Taylor Jones. Goforth was open for three, didn't take it. Instead, we'll slow it back down, and Von Olhoffen will come out to catch. Amanda, Talia Von Olhoffen was in high school this time last month. And here she is. Knocked down a triple when the game was at two. It was a two-point lead for Von, uh, for Oregon State. And the confidence of Von Ohoffen as she drilled the left-angle triple. Likely right now, as Kemri Martin will check out, could be the determining factor in this basketball game. She was also instrumental in Oregon State's win against Colorado. Oh. You know, a very important piece since joining this Beavers basketball team. She had 13 points last game against the Buffaloes. And in this one, she's got 10, and she continually finds herself at the free throw line. I do want to mention what I said you don't want to happen now, as it'll be a tie-up jump ball. It's going to go back to Utah as the possession arrow points to Utah. Go ahead. Well, what I said that you don't want to happen is to let Oregon State go on a run. Right now they're on a 6-0 run, and you're running out of time. You've got a minute 22 left in this game. Utah was fortunate that Talia Von Olhoffen did miss both free throws and did get the rebound after the jump ball. The problem is, is the possession arrow now points back to Oregon State. Eight-point lead for the Beavers. Triple by Brenna Maxwell is off. It's loose and controlled by Sasha Goforth, and that's the reason that it's tough. Boy, I tell you, Sasha Goforth, whenever she gets in a tie-up, she she she, she kind of changes her mojo. She becomes angry in a tie-up. Like, I feel like I would go with spicy. Spicy, okay. I tell you, I wouldn't want to be in a tie-up, but I can see why she was upset right there. Her leg got caught up, yeah. which is why she was so upset. But that's the second time we've seen her get in a uh, in a jump ball situation. A little bit of a tussle right there. 
But boy, I, I got to be honest, I love the aggressiveness. That's what I was just going to say, right? It's aggressive. I love the spiciness of, <laughs> no, I'm not just going to let the ball go. I am going to pull it until some sort of call is made. Uh, so not giving up on the play. That being said, we've got a minute 10 left in this game, and Oregon State leads it 75-67. to 67. Utah outscoring Oregon State here in this fourth quarter, 16 to nine. There has to be some sort of offense that you look to besides Brenna Maxwell coming off the screen and shooting a three-pointer. I mean, she's gotten good looks. That's the thing. She's gotten good she looks. She has. But that she hasn't been able to said, knock it down. With like a minute 10 left in the game, I maybe want to at least get four quick ones from the inside. Yeah cut that deficit somehow because she has been successful right but she's missed her last three shot attempts on that play oregon state gets it in and drew kilton <laughs> i'm not sure what the little extra aggressiveness right there by drew was maybe a little bit of frustration i can understand that but she kind of tried to mow through well this is a frustrating situation for utah right because they have been in this basketball game and then Oregon State goes on 20-0 extended run, and the Utes have to claw their way back, and they've done that, that, right? They've done that. Except now, they've gone on a two-minute scoring drought, and Oregon State has scored six straight points in that stretch of time. The biggest play of this game is actually two, and I guess I can't say one play, it was two plays. It was the Ronald Hoffman three on the left wing that gave Oregon State the five-point lead after the deficit was cut to two. On the next offensive possession for Utah, Brenna Maxwell hit a three, but they called an offensive foul on a moving screen by Lola Pendande, turned the ball back over to Oregon State, and that's resulted now in an 8-0 run for Oregon State with just a one minute to play and a 10-point lead for the Beavers. Drew will drive, be bumped, and fouled, and we'll go to the free throw line with one minute exactly remaining on the clock. But, that's, but like I said, that's going to be the play that I look at. That uh, that foul call on Lola Pendande was huge for Utah because of you talked about it. Those screens that have been set right. for Brenna Maxwell. She was the one that was setting him. I, again, I looked at that replay. There was very little movement, but I'm not I'm not I'm not going to argue. Drew hits the first one, hits the second one as well, cuts it we to an eight-point lead. Full court pressure being applied by Utah with 60 seconds remaining. It gets inbounded, but they're going to call a foul on Ola Makiron on a holding on Taya Corisdale. I feel like this is going to be a very long last minute of play. That's her first. As Utah will play the foul game, and Taya Corisdale will walk to the free throw line. I don't really like that foul because I think that you go for the steal first, and I do realize that Ola Makiron got tied up on the backside of Corisdale. That being said, why? There just needs to be more of an awareness with one minute left in the game. Now you've got a great free throw shooting team that this is where they want to be not just at the end of the game in general right back at the free throw line go for the steal first then then foul perfect Corazdale was perfect from the free throw line and they're going to call something the officiating crew is going to get together to talk about something I don't know what but they're going to look at the monitor or yep they're going to look at the monitor so I'm not going to try to guess what they're looking at, but what I will say is that Oregon State is now on a 10-2 run over the last two and a half minutes of play after Utah cut the lead 
to two points, down by as many as 19 in the third quarter. They clawed all the way back, started this fourth quarter on a 16-3 run to cut the lead to two. And again, a three-pointer by Talia Von Olhoffen. Give, uh, gave Oregon State a five-point lead on the next offensive possession. Brennan Maxwell answered, but before the shot attempt was, uh, but before the shot attempt, there was a foul call on a moving screen on Lola Pendande. It changed the possession back to Oregon State, and also Lola Pendande fouled out, and that is the absolute uh, game changer here in this one. I'll say before we get back to action, because I imagine it's going to be pretty quick, right? If you're in Utah, you don't have time to set up some sort of offense right now. You're down 10 points with a minute left in the fourth quarter. You need to push the ball up the floor, make something happen quickly. I would anticipate that we see that screen action with Brenna Maxwell again, trying to go for that three-point bucket. If it's not there, I would love to see her hesitate, get the defender up in the air, and drive to the basket, find herself to the free-throw line, because that is also where she has been successful in this game. All right, back to action we go. Drew Gilton to the front court for Utah. Down by 10 with 60 seconds remaining. Drew, hands off to Brenna. Catch and shoot left angle. Triple, no good. But for the third time in the second half, and a foul call that, frankly, I don't really agree with, nor does head coach Scott Ruick. Brenna Maxwell is fouling a three-point attempt. Let's see. Ah, boy, there was very little there, Amanda. Very, very, very little. It stops the clock with 52 seconds remaining and puts the third-best free-throw shooter in the entire country on the free-throw line for three. But you know we just said, or I just said, that this is the play (laughs) that was going to happen, you know? So if you're Oregon State defensively, why even give her any space? Great awareness from Brenna Maxwell. And granted, the contact from Goforth wasn't much, but it was still there. We see her at the free throw line. 79-72, 52 seconds remaining. Let's see if Utah can come up with a defensive play here. Von Olhoffen catches and is fouled. Oh, Brenna was saying that the, she dribbled the basketball out of bounds. We didn't have an angle on it whatsoever. I would love to get a replay. But the official who was right on that ba- uh, right, right on that uh, sideline didn't call anything. It was the backside official who was on the other side of the floor that made that call. With two shots. And there's going to be no replay, but I, w- I would have been interested to see what Von Hoffman did there to force Brenna Maxwell, who frankly doesn't talk a whole lot on the floor <laughs> as far as uh, well, complaining or arguing. Officials. Exactly, that's what I meant to say, um, who, was, who was complaining about that one. The freshman hits the first of two free throws, second one. Oh, boy, he is good. Her confidence is awesome. Von Olhoffen with 11 points. Check that now. 12 points for Oregon State. Just been terrific. Drew Gilton will drive. Reverse layup. Whoa! Drew, Drew Gilton gets that one to Gilton. fall. And that's what you talked about, that quick little layup yep. to, uh, to, uh, to put some points on the board. Sasha go forth. Breaks the press. Now pushes ahead to Von Olhoffen. Utah's got a foul. And they're going to foul Aaliyah Goodman. So Aaliyah Goodman will get to the free throw line. She's eighth in the Pac-12 conference at 76% from the stripe. She got to hand it to Brenna Maxwell here. 27 points for Brenna. She loves playing Oregon State. Had a career high 34 points against them the last time these two teams met. And has dropped 27 here today. Unfortunately, though, the the one where she should have knocked down a three to make it 30 was wiped off, and that could be the, the determining factor here as the lead goes back up to nine after Goodman hits both free throws. 21 points for Lee Goodman. Drew, angle right triple. On the way, that one skips across the rim, falls out, rebound by Ellie Mack as she's going to be fouled, and that will 
likely end the basketball game with Oregon State up by nine and two more free throws coming. But Amanda, you got to hand it to Utah for that uh, for that comeback attempt. It just came up a little bit short. I've seen crazier things happen in basketball games, so I'm not calling anything yet. That being said, it's really hard um, with 20 seconds left, right, as Ellie Mack actually misses the first free throw to put up almost 10 points. They need 9 points. If she makes this free throw, they'll need 10. You don't have any time. You have no time. You need to sprint down the basketball court and shoot the ball. Free throw is good as well. 84-74. Under 20 seconds to play, Drew in the front court. Drew up top to Andy, straight away, triple, nope. Rebound, Ola, between the trees, and she's fouled. Nope, they're going to call a jump ball. Jump ball. Call the jump ball on that? I actually think that too much time was taken off the clock. I do too. With Drew dribbling up the floor. Like, I want Britta Maxwell dribbling up the floor, coming off a screen and shooting. Ten-point lead, nine seconds remain. Drew will inbound. To Kemri Martin, will drive, elbow jumper, rattles out, rebound Ellie Mack to Goodman, and that's going to end it. There's the final buzzer. Utah will fall to Oregon State. They trailed by as many as 19 points in the third quarter. Cut the lead to two after a terrific 16-3 start in this fourth quarter but they went cold, going one of their last seven from the floor and allowing Oregon State to go on a bit of a run themselves as Oregon State scored 15 of the final uh, 23 fourth quarter points, and they get the 10-point victory on the road. Congratulations to Oregon State. They improved to five, now 6-5 and five on the season, 4-5 and five in Pac-12 play. With the loss, Utah falls to 4-10 and 3-10 and and in Pac-12 play. Uh, but Amanda, fans were back in the stands tonight. Players got to see some of their families for the first time since before Thanksgiving. It's still got to be a wonderful chance for these players to have them back in the arena. And, uh, you know, good attempt at a comeback here in this one. And pretty cool to also see some Oregon State fans and family members here making a drive or a plane ride from somewhere, right? Not necessarily from Oregon because the players aren't all from Oregon. Uh, that being said, though, it's cool to see, you know, that they had an opportunity to come and see members of their family play and and really took advantage of that. And I, I just have to imagine as a player, like it just feels so good, not just to have your family watch your basketball game, but to see them. We've talked about the sacrifice that so many of these players have made to make a collegiate basketball season possible. And that has been not being able to go home and visit and, and see their families. I can tell you based off of uh, what I'm seeing, it does look like Ellie Mack's family is here from Paoli, Pennsylvania. So, hey. Maybe they flew all the way here from Pennsylvania. But, you know, I just, I love what you talked about. It's been, I couldn't imagine being in that situation to where you literally could not see your family. You were restricted at seeing your family uh, due to the, you know, the really strict um, rules that the Pac-12 has in place to be able to play basketball. Um, So, you know, just not just congratulations to Oregon State for the win, but congratulations to all the players for being able to finally get to see their family members again. Yeah. Awesome. And this was a very good basketball game. It was. It was a close one, a 10-point game uh, to finish it out. And 
Utah, if we look at them specifically, you know, we have talked about those turnover numbers for them really crushing them, right? They've averaged 20 turnovers a game. I look at this, the numbers in this one, just 12 turnovers. And yes, they were able to stay with a very good offensive basketball team yeah. in Oregon State. So when those numbers are lower, you see the progress. Amanda, you said it. You uh, you absolutely said it right there. They, uh, th they had the season low in... Uh, in turnovers, 12 turnovers by Utah here today. Uh, but uh, Utah did come up short. A terrific basketball game by the Utes, but they could not make it happen. Those uh, those big runs that you talk so yeah. frequently about, Amanda, it bit Utah here today. They trailed uh, by 19 after a 20 to nothing extended run from the middle. Or that was about two minutes left. In the second quarter, it went until about the seven-minute mark of the third quarter. And that was the difference in this one. They cut the lead down to two, but Oregon State closed it out, as I mentioned, scoring 15 of the final 23 points, a 15-8 to eight run down the stretch. Yeah, Utah making just one of their last seven-shot attempts in this game. And those runs that I... Like you just said, I've continually talked about, especially coming into this game, right, where you go through a period of time where you don't just score a few points. You, I look at that stretch of time when Oregon State went on that extended run, a 20-0 yeah. run. Mm -hmm. You look back at that period of time and you have to say, why were we allowing them to, to score oh it's it was the touches in the paint if you remember taylor jones uh scoring i believe it was 12 points in, that third in the third quarter alone. right so those touches in the paint allowing that extended run uh, and then on the offensive end the limited opportunity and then you think why did that happen well then you look at the turnover number i believe it was four or five turnovers in yep. the same span of time so it all starts to make sense when you look at these periods of time throughout the game and you look at the point differential and you look at exactly what was happening and then the result is it makes a little more sense but this was a really good game um for utah i think that there were some bright spots for them sure. once again that being that turnover number i said I I said I wanted to see 17 turnovers. I mean, they only had 12. That is huge. Season low. That in, is huge. In fact, that's the fewest turnovers that Utah has had, ironically, Amanda, since they took on Oregon State on the road back on February the 1st of 2020. They had eight turnovers in that one. That was the fewest turnovers they've had in a game since then. Two games ago, we're talking about a team that turned over the ball 29 times. 29 times. times. Right, and today they had 12. And why were they able to be in this basketball game, it's because they had the ball in their hands. You look at shot differentials, something that you and I have continually talked about. When you don't have the ball, you don't get a shot attempt. Your opponent, if they've attempted 20 more shots than you, they're probably up by at least a minimum 10 points, right? They actually attempted more shots than Oregon State in this game. They attempted 62. They were 21 to 62 from the, um, from the field. That's 34%. And then Oregon State, 28 to 59. 48%. They have really found a rhythm over their now last three games, shooting at least 47% from the field. So credit to Oregon State, yep. a great offensive basketball team. They have had an interesting season, uh, season excuse me, themselves. Oh. We talked about their seven postponements. Seven. 
the fact that they've played eight conference games, still trying to get in a little bit of a rhythm, right? Because they have played a significantly different amount of games than most other teams in this conference now. Uh, but this was a good, fun basketball game to watch. Tell you what, Amanda, let's go ahead, take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll break this one down a little bit further, talk about the runs uh, in this one, the 20 to nothing extended run, Utah making a run 16 to 3 down the stretch, but ending, uh, Oregon State ending on a 15 to 8 run uh, to seal the victory. We'll talk about that and much, much more on the Ute Game Day post game report presented to by uh, Young Living. We'll take a break, come back on the other side as this is Utah basketball. The final score here from the John M. Huntsman Center, Oregon State 84, Utah. 74. This is Utah Basketball from Learfield IMG College.